Good evening, everyone. What is this glare over here? What on earth is this? I've never seen that before. I think it's because of my lamp. Just pretend it's like a heavenly glow over here and it's supposed to be there and all that other stuff. Let me pull up your comments. Hello, everyone. Welcome, Josie, Whisper, St. Miles, Lori, Hell Saint. Appreciate your presence as always. Hey, babe, can you come look at this lamp? It's giving me a look at this. Come look at this. It's giving me a really weird glow here. Not exactly what I was going for. I don't know where it's coming from. I might have to wipe my camera, but I don't have... I have a dog toy that I could wipe it with. I need, like, tissues over here. Anyway, we're very, very well organized this evening, having a good old time. There's a lot of news tonight, and I'm really excited to talk about it with you guys. Um, last night was the GOP debate, which was fun. Check it out. Oh, it's it's right on you now. Yeah, see it? Uh, Weird, huh? Is it just my camera? I don't, I don't know what it is. Kind of strange. Haha, <laughs> thanks, Andy. Is that better? Mm -hmm. That's it. Okay, I was just afraid to touch my camera because I need like a, I want like a, a wipe for my glasses that I could use for uh, this thing. Cool, we're in live chat mode. Awesome, thank you, dear. I have an eyewitness video from Maui and we are going to look at that. This is something that Matt Walsh brought to my attention. Really important. Serenko, finally able to join this week. Thank you, sir, for joining us. Been busy with work stuff. St. Miles says, Hey, Andy, he's also busy with work, and he's about to ditch us so he can go back to work. Understandable. He is the breadwinner. Who do you want? Dad. Dad, go with Dad. All right, you can take her. Here you go. She can't decide where she wants to go. She does love Dad. <laughs> All right, you guys, let's talk about Hawaii. It's very exciting stuff. I told Andy he's welcome to hang out in the background there on the bed doing his own thing, but he said that he has to work. I know. I don't believe him either. Let's talk about Hawaii. Greg Price has a really good summary for us here. He breaks it down like this. Greg Price. Greg underscore Price 11. Thank you, dear. You can hang out here. I'm telling you. The more details we learn about the Maui wildfires, the more it turns into a scandal, the magnitude of which is almost impossible to comprehend. One. Hawaii Electric only spent $250,000 on wildfire prevention, failed to maintain power lines, and clear flammable grass from around them. Two, firefighters abandoned the site of a bushfire while hurricane-force winds were blowing over it. The wildfire began shortly after. Three, emergency management official failed to sound the sirens warning people of fire. Four, another official did not allow access to water to put out the fire for five hours. Five, and this is where uh, we're going to look at the video where we're talking about what exactly happened when people were trying to flee the fire. The only exit out of Lahaina was literally being blocked off by police who turned cars back toward the flames. And six, officials won't, still won't definitively say how many children are missing. All of this should be weeks worth of front page news across the country, but the corporate media has all but stopped talking about it. Maui police were literally turning people back from exiting Lahaina and they burned to death in their cars. It is just as bad, if not worse, than the police response to the shooting in Uvalde. But the news has already moved on for some reason. Is it because there's no agenda that they can push here? I think that's part of it. St. Miles says, I hear from friends in Maui. All of it is true. We are going to watch an eyewitness account. Hopefully we'll be able to hear it. Although I know my computer audio leaves a little bit to be desired. And this is like a citizen journalist doing this for us. Thank goodness we have citizen journalists because no mainstream media is covering this. And I think I know why. Let's look at my Twitter timeline for a quick reference. So let's go here. Yeah. Okay. So I'm, I'm tweeting about how uh, eyewitnesses evidence is pointing to the fact that the police blocked this off. I said citizen journalism for the win because no one in the Democrat controlled media seems interested in covering this Democrat leadership debacle. And I think that's it in a nutshell. This is a complete scandal for Democrat leadership and they are trying to blame this on climate change. It's not working. In fact, the leader of FEMA is saying that FEMA is about to run out of emergency funds. Let's look up what's going on with FEMA right now. What's her name? Deanne Criswell. She was also behind the disastrous COVID response in New York City. Not demoted, promoted, and still in her job. Crazy. Yep. 
FEMA administrator is saying disaster fund is running low. Imagine that. Hey, you know who we're never going to run out of money for? Ukraine? Ever. Never. We have a bottomless well of money for foreign countries, but for our own damn citizens, we can't find anything. Absolutely nothing. And we all know, literally know, that Americans are the most generous demographic on earth. They are the most generous people in the world. Martin, greetings, my excellent friends. Hello, hello. MSM will always carry water for deep blue, even if children and others die. I would say especially if children die, because look at abortion. That's all they're talking about. Um, Protecting this right to help reduce the number of people and especially children in the world. Hi, Andy and Lydia. Hi, Dip and Dot. Hello, Texas, Texas Rangers. Hello, Bree. Happy to have you here. This is just crazy to me, but it's also not surprising. And... I was reading a tweet from Norm Macdonald because I was listening to him last night and I really respect his crazy brand of humor and his sense of philosophy and appreciate that. And he said that being a cynic is a sin and I can't help looking at the news every day and just thinking, how is it possible to not be a cynic given all this stuff? Because this is absolutely nuts to me. There's no way to look at this and think, hey, yeah, you know, I think these people are basically good. I think they basically want the same things I do because I happen to like humanity. I think there should be more people in the world. I think that more people equals more creativity equals more goodness that can be done. And they believe there should be fewer people in the world. And for some reason, they're fighting climate change, even though it's not for people in the world. It's just for the world itself, like the planet as an as a totally separate independent entity for whatever reason they want to protect because it's certainly not for the sake of the people who live on the planet but <sighs> i digress on that count let's see if we can hear this guy um this is from a citizen journalist named eric i think his name's eric west he works for a company called hawaii real estate which is hawaiirealestate.org and he has a youtube channel with 81,000 subscribers which is awesome and he does awesome videos about Hawaii. And then most recently, he's going out and talking to people who are like directly affected by the Hawaii wildfires. So let's hear if we see if we can hear what he has to say. No promises. I walked all the way from Safeway to the chart house. Not one car had moved. And I was wondering what was stopping the traffic. Well, it was a policeman. And I got to the end and I looked up north. There were no obstructions. There was no reason to keep those cars there. Are you sh- serious? I'm serious as a heart attack. And I, I said, what are you doing? He goes, well, I'm under orders to keep them here. And I said, the fire is, is right around Safeway. It's going to hit Front Street. Okay, so this cop was keeping people from exiting. He was keeping people from saving themselves. And when questioned by this old man, he said, I'm following orders. And he repeated that more than once. I'm following orders. I'm following orders. Really, really interesting. Um, kind of condemning, honestly, because from my understanding, those people died in their vehicles. Um, they had no other option to escape. And then we have this other video from another woman who was talking about how, let me see if I can find that one. Yeah. So this woman was talking about how the south end of the other street was also blocked, uh, preventing people from escaping. We won't watch the whole thing because she kind of gives her life story, which is kind of irritating. Uh, we don't need that. Like, we just need, like, a really quick, short clip, but he gives, like, these really good long-form interviews with people, and I appreciate that. And again, I cannot emphasize enough, we desperately need citizen journalism down there in Hawaii because no one else is going to cover this stuff. Casey says, good cop. Yeah, I don't think that's a good cop. Um, Fear Me, It's Bree says, all the men at the Nuremberg trials uh, were just following orders, too. Yes, so this gets right into the spirit of ordinary men which is a book written about how police officers were co-opted into joining basically death squads for the Nazis. Um, and they were just, uh, just doing things. It was very much the banality of evil, very small scale. They were able to gradually ramp it up to the point where they were actively shooting pregnant women in the back of the head. Like Jordan Peterson talks about, 
and they saw no issue with it. It was completely consistent with their worldview because they had gently tweaked the Overton window of what they were willing to accept. No one's ever going to be held accountable for this, and that does not sit right with me, but I'm not entirely sure what we can do about it. Um, It's really, really difficult to wrap your head around, and I have to say, as I constantly, I feel like I'm constantly saying this, there is a reason that people believe in hell, um, which is a similar reason to the reason everybody believes in some people. People tend to believe in karma, because often we don't see the... um, justice that we think is warranted coming to the people who deserve it the most but we have to believe that at the end of the day even if we can't meet it out it has to be there somewhere right i'd like to think so anyway um what i would really like what i would think would be absolutely ideal would be for republicans to win into tw- in 2024 and like serious people to get into office And buckle down and figure out the actual reasoning behind what happened here and get into all of the details about what exactly was going on because this is not okay. This should not be excused and the people who did this should be held accountable to the highest degree possible. Scott says half the population jumps to climate change. The other half is government incompetence. I know which knee-jerk reaction I'll bet on. Yeah, so... As far, as far as government incompetence goes, we have obviously, you know, uh, I think it's Hanlon's razor. Never a credit to malice, what you can chalk up to incompetence. I think that's what it is. Let me double check that, though. But anyway, there's a razor talking about how um, you should say that it's probably incompetence instead of evil. And I, I'm constantly forced to assume that it's some combination of incompetence and evil. Because to be this incompetent and to be this uncovered by the media really feels like it has to be some kind of twisted form. A choice to be incompetent. We can put it that way. Hanlon's razor. Yeah. A heuristic telling us to never attribute to malice that which is adequately explained by stupidity. Um, Whisper says that video came across my YouTube this morning and I watched it. Yes. Very, very good videos. Again, Citizen journalists doing what mainstream media and media in general tends to not want to do. Um, Super important work. Like, super important. It's interesting because big newspapers like the New York Times and Washington Post have the money who... um, have the money to actually fund some of these investigations and they just don't use them. In fact, when they did fund some of these investigations, what they found was that, for example, in St. Louis, the lady had come out, the lady who had come out and blown the whistle on the gender clinic there was telling the truth. She was not yanking our change. She was being completely accurate. Uh, I was surprised to see it recommended by YouTube. Yeah, very interesting. So I'm going to talk about this while I still can because I was thinking about this as I was getting ready to talk this evening. And I was thinking, you know, I wonder how long it's going to be before they tell us that we can't talk about this fire anymore. Because I wonder how much this fire is going to affect Joe Biden's re-election campaign. First of all, to be fair, I don't think that Joe Biden's running for re-election. And we are going to talk about the uh, debate last night because... Trump's doing and saying some very interesting things. Vivek said a very interesting line that he quoted directly from a Democrat politician. And um, people think that people have kind of chosen the top two front runners, the two people they thought came out best. Whoever knows who wins these debates, it's never really for sure, but you can have your own opinion about it. Um, interesting conversation, but at the end of the day, I don't feel like they're actually going to make a difference. I feel like they're not actually... I feel like they're not effective and I just want somebody who's super effective and I want somebody with a track record of effectiveness and I want somebody who's got the evidence to back up what they're talking about. That's all I'm really looking for. But all right, let's look at this next just because it's kind of a segue. Not even Dollar Tree is safe from surging theft. Budget retailer blames 2.2% drop in profit on crime and damages and says it will now be forced to lock up its products or stop selling them altogether. That is rotten because... When I was younger, I spent a lot of time at Dollar Tree. I had a lot of fun going over there, especially for obviously like a teenager and person, young adulthood who didn't have a lot of money. We thought it was really fun to go over there, see what they had. We were always looking at the name brand products they had. We thought they were pretty cool. Dollar Tree CEO Richard Drayling and CFO Jeffrey Davis blamed the company's 2.2 year-on-year drop in profit 
to $4.37 billion in theft. Wow. Drayling announced that due to increasing problem problems, products will have to be locked up in Dollar Tree stores. Whoa. Okay. Daily Mail, if you are using AI to write your articles, stop because they're basically unreadable and I don't like it. Other retailers such as Dix and Target have been hit hard by theft, announcing millions in recent losses. Uh, let's see here. Davis told Wall Street analysts during an earnings call Thursday that such inventory losses were definitely advanced a little further than what we had anticipated. Trailing then announced that due to increasing problems, products will have to be locked up in Dollar Tree stores. We're now taking a very defensive approach to shrink. Oh my gosh. Excuse me. Excuse me. Whisper says I love Dollar Tree for crafting. Dollar Tree is good for a lot of things. Dollar Tree is good for stuff like holidays. Dollar Tree is great for kids' games and toys, like glow sticks used to be really fun to buy there. Um, what else is good and fun to get there? If you need a source of wax, they have adorable little candles. If you need, if you are just moving away from home and you need to stock up like your cabinet, they have dishes, they have, you know, baking goods, they have food products. Really, really good place for poor people to shop or people who are on a shoestring budget and or struggling, which is exactly what I was when I was younger because uh, I was doing it myself, earning $17,000 a year. And it's, it's so frustrating to watch this happen because... The people who are affected by Dollar Tree being robbed. These are not the people who are affected by Gucci being robbed, okay? This is not Dolce & Gabbana. This is not the Chanel. This is not Coach, okay? This is the Dollar Tree. These are the poor people who need this stuff to be affordable. And now theft is forcing them to... Crazy to me. Here's footage of brazen thefts at Dick's stores across the country. Wild, wild stuff. Let's see if they talk about any of the cities that they're in. Yep, a target worker locking up the cabinet holding men's deodorant. Dollar Tree has warned it to lock up goods. Major retailers in the U.S. have been forced to shut down stores due to millions of dollars in losses as rampant theft plagues big box stores across the country. So this is what happens when the social contract breaks down. People like to mock the idea of the social contract, but at the end of the day, at its most fundamental level, um, if you are living in a society where you can walk into a store and obtain goods that you then go to a register and pay for and leave. And they, and there is this understanding of trust that you're not just going to walk in and walk out. Then that's something that you need to uphold and something that you need to respect. If you like that kind of freedom to be able to buy stuff like that. Now that's changing because our culture is slipping and you can see this based on the amount of the increase in theft we're seeing. There's a serious problem in our in our culture that is affecting the economy. And I think that people thought it was it was silly. Culture wars are silly. It's not a big deal. Children are not learning that theft is bad. Children are learning that theft is fine and they're probably seeing it modeled to them and then they're growing up and they're doing the exact same things. And especially I think that COVID has exacerbated it. I don't think it's the start of this, but I certainly don't think it's helped see here uh let's see they're talking about unfortunate violent incidents we expect it to get even a little bit worse we've taken a little bit bigger reserve for that in the second half of the year just because what we see going on with organized retail crime grab and go uh, we think we're doing the best we can to try to curtail it with the security that we have in the stores working with local authorities just a month later, Target announced it's projected to lose $500 million a year to violent shoplifters. The retailer made the shocking announcement during the earnings call in May. And may I just say, this may not have been the year to cross conservative shoppers, Target, because you actually need people shopping at your stores to make sure that you can cover these losses. Just saying. The unfortunate fact is that violent incidents are increasing at our stores and across the entire retail industry. Left unchecked, organized retail crime degrades the communities we call home. As we work to address this problem, the safety of our guests and our team members will always be our primary concern. Of course, he has to say that. I just found this super, super interesting. <laughs> this is from a DNC surrogate in Milwaukee. I would suggest that anybody who thinks that this country is in decline Come to cities because Democrat mayors all across the nation are creating great places where people want to be. Let's see if we can hear her talking. We cannot. Thinks that this country is in decline. Come to cities because Democratic mayors all across the nation are creating great places where people want to be, where growth is happening and 
where our economy is growing. So How do you tell that kind of lie with a straight face? I do not understand it. She has to know the facts about what's actually happening in these Democrat cities. Let me see if we can see her look up and to the right, because people say that's a tell that people are lying. But I think that's just an old wives' tale. I don't think she did look up to the right. Yeah, I'm not convinced. I don't think that's a real way to check. Jason Rance, who lives in Seattle... And has his show up there. Everything she says is nuts. So let me take this time to remind people of my forthcoming book, What's Killing America Inside the Radical Left's Tragic Destruction of Our Cities. Yes, right on point for this topic for sure. That's the face of evil, says Lori. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Go to cities. You can also shoplift with no punishment. Every time I, we walk by Lululemon, I'm like, hey, Andy, just so you know, I could walk in there, take something and leave. And they would not be able to stop me because they have a policy in their store rules, talking about how you can't combat any kind of shoplifting as it happens, which absolutely blows my mind. I mean, I understand that they want their employees to be safe, but you should be allowed to push it a little bit and make sure that people aren't actively stealing for your show. Bellius says Botox say it with a straight face. Yes, that might be exactly what we're witnessing here. It's an out and out lie. We know that people are fleeing California in droves and it's not good at all. St. Miles points out the cities are growing with illegal aliens. Yes. Fear me, it's Bree says when I worked retail, we were told no matter what they say, just let them go. Even the police, when we called them, they would write stuff down and let them go 90% of the time. Yes. So especially with defund the police, that certainly has not gotten any better. All right. We're about 20 minutes in. Let's touch on the GOP debate. Vivek Ramaswamy and Ron DeSantis tie for first place when Republican viewers rank candidates out of 10 in exclusive poll. I personally, you guys know this, you know, uh, I am a Burgum stan, big fan of Doug. Um, Vivek Ramaswamy and Ron DeSantis got top marks among Republican viewers. Senator Tim Scott was placed third with an average rating of 6 out of 10. Candidates took the stage for the first debate on Wednesday in Milwaukee. Biotech entrepreneur Vivek Ramaswamy had a breakout night during Wednesday's debate as he swung for the fences, while Florida Governor Ron DeSantis' low-key approach did enough for him to keep pace. As the dust settled on a stormy first Republican debate, viewers were asked to give each runner a mark out of 10 for exclusive DailyMail.com poll. And the results suggest that while Ramaswamy may have grabbed the headlines with his battling performance, excuse me, DeSantis uh, batched him. Well, Senator, oh my gosh, I don't know why I always get tired this time in the evening. We're about to watch a knee surgery, it looks like. That's interesting. I took care of so many of those when I worked in healthcare. Yeah, knee replacement, good stuff. They do amazing things now. Uh, anyway, that was a distraction. Tim Scott's uh, quiet man approach may have also impressed watching Republican visitors. Voters. Visitors, yeah. They placed him in third place with an average score of just six of just of six points. Excuse me. That comes despite the fact that he opted not to get into slanging matches and disappointed from view, disappeared from view for minutes at a time. JL partners asked 504 Republicans who watched debate for their ratings of each candidate. This is how their scores averaged out. Vivek and Ron, Tim, Nikki, Mike, Doug. Oh man, there's my man. He's flagging. Chris and Asa. Asa Hutchinson. Do not like that man. He signed up. Uh, he signed off on gender change surgeries for minors. Don't like him at all. Let's see. Andy says, do not trust Ramaswamy. <laughs> Thank you, dear. Uh, the biotech entrepreneur will be happy with his night's work. His rising profile meant, meant other candidates came to cut him down to size. But the attack meant he was in the spotlight and he emerged as the winner in the eyes of Republican viewers. We're just going to have some fun tonight, he said. And unlike some of the candidates on either side of him, he looked as if he meant it. He was indeed very energetic. Here he is arguing with Mike Pence while Ron <laughs> grimaces in the middle. Poor Ron. Ron's a little autistic. He has a hard time with faces and emotions. He managed to use the stage to introduce himself to a public still wondering how to pronounce his name. But also showed he was ready to flatten opponents whenever he got the chance. I want to point out... That Vivek Ramaswamy lifted this line directly from Barack Obama, and I have not forgiven him for it yet. We'll see if he does anything more down the road. Don't like that. Don't like that at all. That's a bad sign. St. Miles says Vivek walks, talks the talk, but he's not walked the walk. A very interesting thing that Ben Shapiro observes with Vivek is that he does 
write about this stuff and he does talk about this stuff but Ron DeSantis has actually done all this stuff and that's why I say I really wish for somebody who had the hands-on experience who actually has done some of this stuff going into 2024. Ramaswamy definitely stole some words right from Obama. He reminds me of Obama in many ways. Texas says something's off with Vivek. His ties to Soros, WEF, WEF, and Big Pharma are troubling. He came out of the same factory, says Andy. Let me pull up this thing that somebody tweeted. I sent to Andy earlier this evening. I thought it was interesting, uh, but I don't know if it's true. So you guys can fact check me on this if it's not. Ellen Carmichael is... Lafayette Co. President, sometimes writer, Catholic Mom of Three. Okay, so she sounds like a citizen journalist of kinds. Vivek tried to sell the federal government a universal COVID patient surveillance database to which patients could not consent. Government officials declined due to privacy concerns. So given what we were just talking about yesterday, what happened in California with that church and what happened in Massachusetts with people with force installed Um, apps on their phones that governments were using to surveil without their knowledge or consent, this shocks me that this was actually too big of an overreach for the government to accept. I did not think that there was anything big enough that the government would not accept it. Wild to me. I would like to know a lot more about this. Datavance sought to create a universal database. Really interesting. I'm fascinated by this. (laughs) Let's see if we can read a little bit about it. Okay. Jordan Schachtel wrote it. I appreciate Jordan's work and he is a very honest man. Uh, Datavant sought to create a universal database for governments that displays every patient who has been tested for COVID-19. Before rebranding as a warrior for free speech and a passionate crusader for privacy rights, newly announced presidential contender Vivek Ramaswamy was pitching the U.S. and world governments on his efforts to install a broad centralized database of private medical records. Red alert, red alert, don't like that at all. All right, I just want to read this, leave me alone. In a pursuit forged through one of his subsidiary companies, a health information data manning outfit called Datavant, Ramaswamy's outfit pursued the establishment of a single national and global database for all COVID-related patient health records. Mm-hmm, Interesting. This is from Endpoints News. Ramaswamy's Datavant kicks off effort to create a data repository for U.S. coronavirus patients. Forget Zoom, healthcare, and software companies are reportedly looking to collate data from coronavirus-infected patients to study disease transmission, identify the most vulnerable groups of the population, and evaluate how effective investigational drugs are. Vivek Ramaswamy's Datavant, which uh, aggregates and analyzes real-world medical data, Thoughts making noise over there. She's going to jump over the gate. She did that earlier today. We have a child gate and it does nothing because she just jumps right over it. There she goes. She's going to show up behind me. (laughs) Anyway, this is really interesting. If you guys didn't know this, go check it out. This is from dossier.today, which is Jordan Schachtel's publication. Jordan is great. He is, quote, an investigative journalist. And I appreciate his work very much, even though he is smirking in this picture. It's all good. Um, really interesting story that I had not seen covered anywhere else. Uh, let's see here. And he says he keeps saying that he's basically in the race to keep the heat off of Trump. That's right. Ramaswamy is on record as having said he wanted to make this race harder for Ron DeSantis. That's all he really cared about. And you may have noticed that Donald Trump has nothing but kind words for Vivek Ramaswamy. So that sinks perfectly and he says, because the government was concerned about COVID patient privacy. Vivek sucks, Trump sucks, and face it, DeSantis isn't amazing, but he's the least worst. Sure, sure. Um, I think that if you're an actual conservative, I think that DeSantis is probably your best bet. But I will say, too, that a lot of the rules he's pushing aren't exactly consistent with a libertarian approach. We'll put it that way. I think that's part of the reason Andy isn't his biggest fan. And I understand. And that's fine. Completely get it. But... All that said, Florida is doing great and these other states are not. Just saying. Uh, That's a really interesting um, tweet. I'm going to repost here if you guys want to find any of this stuff. I have it all over on my Twitter. The other thing that I wanted to point out and draw to your attention, because I think the other that people have forgotten when Trump did this with Joy Reid, because he did the exact same thing with Joy Reid. He posted a an article from her blog, The Readout, criticizing Ron DeSantis. Trump is once again citing MSNBC to attack DeSantis for not pushing COVID masks and vaccinations harder. 
And I will just let that sink in because this is the man people are saying will defend us from authoritarian pandemic lockdowns if he gets into office again. I don't effing buy it. I don't believe it because he is criticizing Ron DeSantis right now using words from Mehdi Hassan of MSNBC talking about how Ron didn't push COVID masks or vaccinations enough. And I really think that speaks for itself. Former President Donald Trump cited an MSNBC article Thursday criticizing Florida Governor Ron DeSantis for not pushing mask and vaccine policies harder during the COVID-19 pandemic. Right. He allowed freedom. How dare he? And Mindy says in her tweet, just all of you people who tell me Trump doesn't hype the vaccine anymore. Trump just destroyed your argument by sharing this story written by a dude who is an avowed leftist and complains DeSantis didn't force vaccinate people. So, yeah, you can have lockdown dawn. And this is actually an image from Donald J. Trump's true social MSNBC.com slash the Mehdi Hassan show. DeSantis code record is even worse than you think. So Trump is at this point literally just grabbing articles from mainstream news, which he says he is the enemy of, which he has been calling fake news for the last seven years or whatever, and tweeting them out because he agrees with them because he hates Ron DeSantis so much. Now, I have seen on Twitter people saying things like, ha ha ha, Trump has nothing to worry about. He's 50 points ahead. Trump spent all day today truth socialing about Ron DeSantis, and that is not the action of someone who's not worried about him. Tired of the mindlessness and unprincipled arguments surrounding the Trump campaign, says Andy. I don't know, man. There are worse things on the other side, though. Biden's alcohol czar warns Americans could soon be told to limit themselves to just two beers per week under strict new booze guidelines. And I just have to say, I'm sorry. I thought this was America. And I say that as someone who's not drinking right now and probably really won't ever again. And my husband will never drink again, has drunk his lifetime allotment of alcohol. It doesn't matter. You should be allowed to drink alcohol if you so desire period. I know it's bad for you. I don't care. You should have the option to do so. Kind of how I feel. Kind of how Andy feels about illegal drugs. Now, I've seen what illegal drugs do to your heart. It's not a good thing. And I have an argument against that from the practical side, but you should be able to do it, honestly. All right, let's see here. Dr. George Koob said Americans could America could slash its drinking guidelines, warned that alcohol raised the risk of cancer, heart disease, and other issues. Yeah, yeah. Americans could be urged by officials to drink no more than two beers a week as part of strict new alcohol guidelines. So I think this is the first step, right? Um, we know alcohol is bad for you. They've been telling us this. We get it. I know. It's really not good for your liver, even though your liver can, um, even though your liver can recover from all kinds of attacks like this. I'm sorry. I'm short of breath now. Speaking of my liver, having a liver attack, just kidding. Um, I believe that these guidelines are soon going to be forced down, crammed down by Democrats if they win again in 2024, like it looks like they will. If our leader, our supreme leader in chief, cannot restrain himself from tweeting articles from MSNBC, what hope do we have? I don't think we stand a chance. And I think this suggestion will soon become a requirement coming down from Democrat leadership. And here's part of the reason I think this. Biden administration is suing Elon Musk's SpaceX for, quote, only hiring U.S. citizens and discouraging asylum seekers and refugees from applying for jobs. Isn't that interesting? The lawsuit is the latest sign of tension between Elon Musk and Joe Biden. The Justice Department filed its suit on Thursday alleging discrimination. It said SpaceX was wrong to say it could only hire U.S. citizens or residents. The Biden administration on Thursday accused Elon Musk's rocket and satellite company SpaceX of discriminating against asylum seekers and refugees in its hiring practices. The Justice Department is suing the company for back pay for people who were denied jobs. The lawsuit alleges that from the le at least September 2018 to May 2022, SpaceX routinely discouraged asylees and refugees from applying and refused to hire or consider them because of their citizenship status in violation of the Immigration and Na Na Nationality Act, according to the Justice Department. So this is the Department of Justice that is also arresting Trump co consorties. The issue is just another example of how the Biden administration and Musk have clashed over the years. Yeah, no kidding. Musk has frequently accused President Joe Biden of snubbing his electric vehicle company Tesla when it comes to promoting greener forms of transport. 
and he mocked the U.S. president for failing to congratulate SpaceX on its first all-civilian mission. At the same time, experts have warned that the U.S. has become increasingly reliant on the mercurial billionaire for space transport and electric vehicle charging stations. In its suit, the Justice Department said SpaceX wrongly claimed in job postings and statements that federal regulations known as export control laws meant it could hire only U.S. citizens and lawful permanent residents, sometimes referred to as green card holders. Excuse me. In the suit, the Justice Department said SpaceX wrongly claimed, right? Um, the Justice Department also pointed to online posts from companies billionaire owner Musk as examples of discriminatory public statements. On June 16, 2020, Musk, who had then approximately 36 million followers on X, a social media platform formerly known as Twitter, posted, U.S. law requires at least a green card to be hired at SpaceX as rockets are advanced weapons technology. Duh. Duh. Our investigation found that SpaceX failed to fairly consider or hire asylees and refugees because of their citizenship status and imposed what amounts to a ban on their hire regardless of their qualification in violation of federal law. Well, is it true that U.S. law requires at least a green card to be hired at SpaceX because rockets are, in fact, advanced weapons technology? Because that makes sense to me. We'll have to see where this case goes. I am fascinated. It is unbelievable to me that the Biden administration is doing this, but at the same time, I'm also not surprised, so we'll see what happens, but I'm definitely going to keep an eye on it for sure. Very interesting. All right. Yesterday, we talked about uterus transplants when it came to men. Now we're going to talk about when it comes to women, because this is very interesting. This just happened yesterday. I just have to say, excuse me, let me catch my breath. Um, it's amazing to me that we are discussing possibly even maybe possibly maybe possibly considering doing this for men when we literally just did it for the first time for women. Surgeons in the UK have completed the country's first successful uterine transplant at the Oxford Transplant Center. Very interesting. I think this is a really interesting story. At the end of the day, I don't think it is a human right to have children. But if you have a donor, this is from this woman's um, this is from this woman's sister, um, then I see no problem with it. If you are paying for it yourself, I don't think that taxpayers should be forced to pay for it. Surgeons in the UK have completed the country's first successful uterine transplant at the Oxford Transplant Center. Right, 5,000 women are born without a uterus each year in the UK, the most common cause of which is Mayer Rodokonsky Cusker Hauser syndrome, right, just rolls off the tongue, a condition that affects the female reproductive system, added to which complications during childbirth, cancer treatment, and other medical emergencies may require a woman to undergo a hysterectomy, the removal of the uterus. Absolute uterine slash womb factor infertility is used to describe a woman who does not have a viable uterus and therefore cannot become pregnant and carry children. This can be devastating for individuals that long to have a child. The good news is that you can adopt children too. I'm just saying, and I still do think we should 100% overhaul our adoption process. And he says, I'm sure a uterus is all you need to grow a baby. Yeah, for sure. Over the last 25 years, scientists have explored the prospect of uterine transplantation, an approach that could offer women who are not able to conceive through surrogates or IVF the opportunity to have a child. While several UTXs have been performed across the world, this case report is the first in the UK. Interesting. So how is it conducted? Procedure involves transplant transplantation of a donor's uterus, cervix, surrounding tissues, blood vessels, and a cuff into an individual with a non-viable womb. The surgery is highly complex for both donor and recipient and requires, right, requires the use of anti-rejection drugs taken by the recipient for the duration of the transplant. Right. If you want to have a transplanted organ... You need to be taking anti-rejection medicine, which is an immunosuppressant factor that you need to take into consideration because for the rest of your life, you will be at serious risk of other diseases, COVID, pneumonia, all this other stuff that you could possibly catch. You know, there's some contagious pneumonia. Stevie J says, just poke it with a stick. No problemo. Absolutely. Andrew says, Andy says, just insert uterus, insert embryo into uterus, grow baby, poop baby out your, <laughs> your butt. Thank you, dear. For breaking down how childbirth works. I am looking forward to that for sure. Just squeeze it out. Just like a little poop. It's going to be awesome. To achieve pregnancy, embryos developed using IVF and then transferred once the baby reaches full term. Yeah, that'll be a new frontier. A C-section is required for delivery. The transplanted uterus is typically removed once the family is complete to avoid continued use of anti-rejection medication. This is a brutal surgery, right? This is a huge surgery. Taking anti-rejection medicine is no joke. I'm not convinced that they're going to be able to make a, preg a, vi a pregnancy viable 
with a transplanted uterus. Let's see if they've ever done that. I'm not, again, not convinced. Do, 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 do. Viable pregnancy transplanted uterus successful. That should give us what we want. Okay, so, oh, hey, look at this. Oh, my gosh. UIB's first uterus transplant recipient delivers healthy baby. That is amazing. Wow, that's actually really cool. Wild to me. But again, I don't think this should be paid for by a taxpayer dollar. I don't think it should be that expensive. But I also don't think it should be paid for by taxpayers because, again, as I've said, I do not believe it's a human right to have a child. If you wish to obtain a child and have a family like that, then you should plan to adopt for sure. Um, very interesting conversation to be had there. And I will tell you right now, this is not going to work for men. Men are not designed to have babies, period. Sad but true. It is what it is. All right. I thought we had a lot of news, but it looks like we don't have as much as I was thinking. Let me see if there's anything more that I want to throw in. Because my last article is Zoom CEO says employees have to go back to the office because it turns out that calling in by Zoom is not a good way to get work done. Shocking. I know. I know. Yeah, man. I was so frustrated watching Trump share this article from Mehdi Hassan. That's wild to me. So I have a a quick little list of stuff he's done like this. And it's just, it's gross. It's unprincipled. He has retruthed Mehdi Hassan to get a DeSantis, retruthed Joy Reid, praised Andrew Cuomo, praised Gavin Newsom. Yeah, nah, not scared at all. Mehdi Hassan, big friend of Trump supporters. Mehdi Hassan reveals detail about Trump supporters that will, quote, haunt him forever. Joy Reid, old pal of Trump's. Who the hell is Joy Reid? Trump unsuccessfully tries to come for popular MSNBC host, so he's fought with her in the past. Not his friend. Gavin Newsom actually is a pal of Trump's. Newsom boasts an incredible relationship with Trump during COVID, which is insane to me. This is one of the most authoritarian governors in the country, and he is best buddies with the front-running GOP candidate. Blowing my mind. Not cool. And the last thing he did was a quick take back on the Cuomo BS. Under pressure, Donald Trump finally qualifies Andrew Cuomo praise. I said, I am, this is 100% true. I turn off comments on posts like this because I don't care. Not interested in the dull defenses of Trump. I have heard them. Believe me, none of them ring true. Trump is not a conservative, period, nor is he principled. I just want someone who's principled. I want someone who is conservative. I want someone who can win in 2024. I think that all three of those things go hand in hand, and Trump ain't it, unfortunately. I wish he were because he is the most popular candidate right now, but he's not. So what are you going to do? All right, let's close with this one. Zoom CEO says employees need to come back to the office because it's really hard to work over Zoom. No kidding. Zoom CEO Eric Ewan says remote work hurts the ability to come up with great ideas. Yeah. Zoom said that employees living within 50 miles of a Zoom office must come in. Mm-hmm. The CEO of video conferencing giant Zoom wants his employees to come in at least two days a week, telling staff during a company-wide meeting they simply just cannot have a great conversation via remote re- meetings alone. Yeah, that's really kind of telling, isn't it? Really, really interesting. Zoom, the San Jose tech giant tech company that transformed office work during the COVID-19 pandemic, has now mandated that any employee living within 50 miles, right, okay, must click in, clock in at least 40% of the time. Quite often you come up with great ideas, but on Zoom, it's really hard. Yes, we know. We've been complaining about Zoom for a really long time. It's not just security issues. It's a serious problem as far as human development and human communication. There are serious problems with it. Let's see here. Hi, Lydia. I found that paper that I mentioned yesterday, says Jared. Sinclair and Smith, females battle to suppress their inner male. So I've been saying for quite some time now that the patriarchy has won when it comes to the whole trans thing. In fact, let me see if I can pull this up. At Matt Walsh blog. I appreciate Matt Walsh, especially when I don't really want to think about the politics stuff because he does cover the culture and I think it's great. Let's see here. Banned. Yeah, that's right. We know he's prevented from speaking at a Catholic university. Where did I say this here? 
Yeah. Okay. So I said this in relation to this trans wombs transplant from Pink News. 10 to 20 years apart after the UK's first successful operation on a cisgender patient. I said someone needs to tell me how the patriarchy hasn't won in light of stuff like this. Some guy commented, okay? He said, yeah, now this one I don't agree with at all. And I said, sir, imagine agreeing with all the steps leading up to this, but finally reaching your breaking point when it turns out the stuff we've been warning you about all along turns out to have been correct. Just imagine. This is the... Okay, there actually is a slippery slope, but you need to be paying attention. If we've been warning you about the stuff leading up to this for years on end, maybe when it reaches the point where we told you it would be years ago... You should stop and think, wait a minute, maybe this was wrong all along. Maybe I shouldn't have caved on everything all the way up to this. This is crazy. Matt Walsh says this will never work, but they'll still try and thousands of babies will die in the process. Maybe. Could be a little hyperbolic. Trans activists consider this a price well worth paying for the sake of satisfying a man's fetish. Right. That's why I said the patriarchy has won 100%. Absolutely. Josie says Trump or bust, even if we lose, prepare for the busy easy peasy. I'm not sure what you're referring to. If you are Trump or bust, I would beg you to reconsider. I don't think he's the best candidate for 2024. <sighs> yeah. Zoom. LOL. Indeed. Or you mangina or cloaca, says Andy. Whatever hole is nearby. You mean because taxation is theft? Sure. Taxation is theft. I just don't like parroting libertarian talking points. I actually don't like any kind of talking points from liber- Republicans or Democrats. Yeah. I don't know. And he says, I think globalists set these fires intentionally in order to sell the climate agenda. Now, there's a conspiracy theory. I don't know about that. I would hope they'd get saved, change their ways, and code a future in hell, avoid a future in hell. If more people truly understand what hell was, they wouldn't want their worst enemy there. So this is a really interesting tweet. We're just going to run through my Twitter timeline since we have a couple extra minutes here. (sighs) Gross gross, gross, pushing this kind of stuff. Oh, I want to talk about Alice Cooper too. So we'll do that too. This was really interesting. I said, it's really fun watching Trump acolytes crowing about how Trump got bigger numbers on big tech platforms because this account said breaking rumble video smashed its all time peak viewership record with the GOP primary debate, leading the charge with 312,000 peak viewers. I said, whose side are they on? Actively rooting against a parallel platform is stunning to me, and it is. Are they going to take up poor Instagram or YouTube's plights next? Whose side are you on? Are you on big tech side or are you on parallel platform side? Because apparently to be on Trump's side means to side with big tech every time. I have a problem with that. Be principled. It's not that hard. I do it all the time. This was really interesting from Alice Cooper. But on the topic of God, let me go down a little bit here. So interesting. This is from Atheist Forum. Christianity, the belief that one God created a universe 13.79 billion years old, 93 billion light years in diameter, uh, consisting of over 200 billion galaxies, each containing an average of 200 billion stars, only to have a personal relationship with you. And their meme is the Chad guy saying, yes, yes. And my comment on, on this is, do they not understand how much more interesting that is? How much more special and meaningful this makes it? To have a universe that big and to believe that God goes all the way out of his way down to little old you on this one speck in this one galaxy in this one part of the universe. That's amazing. That should blow your mind. And apparently they see, they think they made a really good point there. Absolutely nuts. (laughs) Yeah, so Anna Paulina Luna is saying she'll be filing an amendment this fall to block federal funding for this appalling lawsuit. This is the one against Elon Musk. Alice Cooper. Speaking of Christianity, big role model of mine for a very long time. Even before I heard his music, I listened to Nights with Alice Cooper on my local radio station, and I just loved what he had to say. I thought he was hilarious. I thought he was an excellent host. I thought he was fascinating, and he does have all the stories. He now is in his 70s, possibly 80s, and he is still saying stuff like this. I find it wrong when you've got a six-year-old kid who just wants to play. You're confusing him. Telling him, you can be a boy if you want to be. It's very, very interesting. And a very equally interesting take here. Disappointing that Alice Cooper, a man who used a woman's name and wore makeup, doesn't think that using a woman's name and wearing makeup makes you a woman is an interesting take, isn't it? 
And then he goes on to say, can I just check whether I'm going completely mad? Surely it's completely obvious that the statement in quotation marks is not what I'm saying, right? Why is everyone responding as if it is? Are people really that dim? Unfortunately, no. Unfortunately, so. And somebody points out, didn't he pretend to be a woman? He didn't pretend to be a woman. So what's your point? That is his point, that he didn't pretend to be a woman. He simply wore the gender-specific accoutrement, and that did not make him a woman. Didn't make him even close to trans. It made him a man dressed up as a woman. An interesting made-up quote. It was a summary rather than a direct quote, which I think most people have managed to grasp. Yes, indeed. Alice Cooper is, in fact, a man. (laughs) This is so silly. This is so silly and so frustrating. Alice Cooper was the name of the band. Male band members wearing makeup was the norm at the time. What point are you failing to make? He's not failing to make a point. You're failing to understand his point. I would be fascinated to know what point you think I'm trying to make as I'm pretty certain. I'm pretty certain it won't be the one I made. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. (laughs) And for the record, his name that he goes by, I believe his legal name is in fact Alice Cooper. Although Alice Cooper was, in fact, the name of his rock band as well. His official given name was Vincent Fournier. Um, wonderful, wonderful role model. Family man, been married for years. He loves golf, and I appreciate his input very much. He's a very wise person. All right, you guys, we've almost made it to 8 p.m. I won't say Trump or bust. I won't say any politician or bust. Anyone can disappoint you. Every single one needs to earn your respect and needs to earn your vote at the end of the day. Alice Cooper did a part, did is a part for the theatrics for his band for a short. Bye, Whisper. Have a good evening. Atheist fanboys are usually midwits that think all scientists are atheists, which is not true at all. That is the very opposite of true. 100%. You can easily find a list of extremely important, relevant, significant scientists who were 100% Christians. All right, you guys, we made it to 752. Sorry, I was rambling this evening. I had a few things to get off my chest as far as Trump goes. I'm increasingly frustrated with him and I'm just so, I have a hard time thinking about losing in 2024 because I am terrified that's what's going to happen. And I'm finding other things to concern myself with, looking at the culture that really is we can make the most significant changes. Um, So we will work on that front at the individual level. I think it's going to be a better solution anyway. Just going to take a long time and it's easy to get impatient. All right. Good night, Jared. Good night, one and all. Thank you so much once again for joining. Thank you, Andy, for cleaning our camera so you guys can see. Uh, And as we say every evening, stay safe, stay well, stay out of Target. Until next time. Bye, guys.